You remember that game you used to play when you were younger? What the hell ever happened to that? They need a new one. Today on Press B to Cancel. Today, we are talking about games that need another entry in the franchise of some sort. Maybe reboot, remake, sequel, whatever have you. The game's been dormant for a while, or at least we think it has. We want to see more of them. I am joined by Jake today. Hey, everybody. Always glad to be here. And GP of the Retro Therapy. Hi, everybody. So good to see you. And Paulsch is, uh, he's studying on the moon at the moment. Lunar studies, of course. Yeah. Yes. Lunar studies. He's up there with, uh, with Captain America. Yeah. He's, he's checking out the dark side, making sure there's no secret Nazi bases or anything. Or Transformers. Do you remember that time (laughs) Michael Bay put that shit on the moon and it sucked ass for two and a half hours? Didn't all of them suck (laughs) for multiple hours? Yes, this is just, you know, that that was the segue. Yeah. Oh. You make a good Sorry. point. They, <laughs> thank you. We're not even having the Michael Bay episode. That's 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 Ninja Turtles coming nope. up. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So, again, like I said, we're talking about games that need updating somehow. Um, I came up with a big list just to make sure we were covered. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was. I already told Jake before we recorded. Uh, I I picked ten games. I don't know if we'll get to all of them, but I wanted to make sure we had a a substantive list here. So, who wants to go first? Should I jump in, or you guys want to? Well, before we do, I want to clarify some stuff because I don't have ten lists. I might combined have ten on my list, depending on your answer to this question. Uh, so, are we talking about? Games like retro games that we love that we would like to see updated with new graphics? Or are we talking about franchises that still might be going, but we would like to see another entry in the classic form? You know what? I'm kind of on both sides of that, honestly. There are games that haven't been touched in 15, 20 years on my list or more. Right. um, That I just think need another entry. And there are games that uh, have been touched a lot more recently, but not in a good way. Not the same style as they used to be, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Touch, but not in a good way. <laughs> and not in the Bad illegal touch. way. <laughs> oh, okay. I heard it as I was saying it. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's it's perfect. I, I think it's it. something like Ninja Gaiden, for example, right? Like, There's been Ninja Gaiden games not too long ago, but they're that you know, 3D version. They're not the classic 2D Ninja Gaiden, right? Right. Right. Well, okay, here's uh, I'll start it off then cuz I have one yeah, right in that same vein. I got Castlevania. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's great. Castlevania is on my list and while this like the series overall is pretty dormant at this point because they've just Konami has abandoned making video games for the most part, right? You don't like Pachinko? <laughs> <laughs> I know I've, I I put some money into some Konami games out of the casino. <laughs> I will say I love the Netflix series, but that's not a game. Fair. That's true. So yeah, it's a good good point. There's not only the fact that the franchise has just been sitting since, let me check my notes here. It has not been touched since 2014. That was the last Castlevania game. So it's been seven oh, years. Wild. However, the particular, I, I know a lot of people vary on which Castlevanias they like. I'm a big fan of the, the more Symphony of the Night format. Mirror of Fate, which was part of the Lords of Shadow franchise, I guess played like that. I've not played it because I've heard it's okay. <laughs> is that a 2D one though, or is it a 3D one? 2D gameplay, 3D game. Okay, got it. So the last one that was really in that vein was Order of Ecclesia in 2008 on the, I want to say the DS. However, <laughs> like I, I kept wanting another Symphony of the Night style game on console. Because playing on that little tiny handhold screen sucked. <laughs> Honestly, like Symphony of the Night is the last one that was 
on a console that played like that. That's a bummer. <laughs> I'd beg and plead Konami to come back to it, but they suck right now. And it's like, just sell it to somebody else and let them handle it. But not right, Capcom. Yeah, if you're not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Not, not Capcom? Why not? Look what they did I'm to kidding, Mega Man. Exa- yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, we will get to that. That is on okay. my list. We'll mm. talk about that. But Konami IP in general, is it feels like a... It sucks because I, I like the Metal Gear games a lot, and those are also on that list of games that they're not going to be touching, right? At least not for the foreseeable future. Although apparently they yeah. were thinking about going to E3 this year, backed out. So they're working on some kind of cash grab, I'm sure. Hmm. Maybe it's a mobile pachinko game. <laughs> I, <can't> <laughs> I was going to say, hopefully it's not some mobile garbage. But... <laughs> well, that thing, there was a um, a mobile Castlevania game that had a bunch of the characters. I want to say it plays like Symphony of the Night. I know Alucard was one of the characters available in it, but it was mobile only. Mm. I, actually, I don't even know if it's on the App Store still. It came out a number of years ago. I do remember hearing about that, and I was vaguely interested at first and then after a while the fact that it's a mobile game kind of turned me away and i lost interest before it ever even released yeah yeah whenever you take mobile and add in that virtual d-pad um it's it's dicey it's it's not even that it's just you know when it's a mobile game it's not going to feel like the main games because it's going to be full of all of everybody's favorite characters. So it's going to be just this random assortment of people from across multiple games who don't belong together. It's, it's basically just fan fiction at that point. And that's fine if it's fun to play, but part of the thing for me in Castlevania is the lore and the storytelling. That's fair. I was just going to say then, although we may not get another Castlevania game that we're expecting, we do have Bloodstained as a series, and those games are fantastic. And you have your classic version, and you have the Symphony of the Night style Bloodstained with Miriam. Those are quite good. I haven't played any of those yet. Those are, I guess I need to give those a shot since they're essentially a spiritual successor. And, and they feel like the classic 8-bit style ones feel very much like Castlevania 3, like to a T, and they're very solid. Hmm. Because those are, what, Curse of the Moon? Yeah, Curse of the Moon and then Bloodstained is the is the Symphony of Night style. And and both are fantastic games. I I could have sworn you played them. I think I said this before no. <laughs> in old episodes. But those are solid titles. And I mean, it has, um, what's the dude's name? Ikaraga? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Igarashi. Igarashi, sorry. Yeah, so he's he was behind this kind of spinoff franchise, right? To kind of get away from Konami. And he did a, an amazing job. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to try those. Maybe that's the... <laughs> the the new Castlevania I'm looking for. Yeah. All right. What about you guys? Jake, you go first. Alrighty, sir. Uh, Pulse Man is my pick. Um, I have mentioned Pulse Man in the past before, but uh, it's a Sega Genesis title from 1994 from Game Freak, the Pokemon people. Yeah, that's the one <laughs> that I was gonna say. Those are the guys who made Pokemon before Pokemon, right? Yeah. So maybe in a a mirror universe where Pokemon did not so well, we could have had, you know, all this Pulseman merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta shock them all, Pulseman. Anyway, this game never this game <laughs> never came out in North America originally. It was only available here on Sega Channel and then later on the Wii Virtual Console. But it's a fantastic platformer. I like it. Is it amazing? Like a perfect 10 out of 10? No. But I think it stands up there with Sonic 1, right? This could have been a trilogy of games, and I can see them building on the gameplay. It's got a neat mechanic where static electricity style, you, you run on the carpet to build up the charge <laughs> kind of thing, and then you can do this, <laughs> they, they call it Volt Tackle, where you fly through the air in an electrical ball. It's really neat, and a lot of the bosses use that mechanic to kind of tie into it. So it's, it's really well done. The theme is interesting. It's kind of a cyber internet style stage as we kind of go in and, and to explore a bit more and then come back out to the real world. There's some basic, you know, pickups and powers. The bosses are very animated and creative. The music is decent. There's speech. Like, it's a solid game. And it never got anything. Like, not even a cameo appearance in other titles like some games do. Hmm. Never a sequel, never mentioned again. And it's a real shame. Uh, Pulseman is a really solid title that everybody who's a Genesis fan should play because it's got that Genesis sound to it. So I'm kind of disappointed. Never, never got a second chance. But I mean, Game Freak, yeah, you know, they're, they're busy. 
<laughs> doing these Pokemon things. <laughs> you know, they got a lot on their plate. But I, I always wonder, you got a company like that where it feels like they're pigeonholed into just doing one thing. There's got to be a sub team over at Game Freak's office who's kind of like, please, boss, please, <laughs> just please let's make something new. How about a gritty shooter, <laughs> a dating sim, <laughs> anything besides monster <laughs> capturing? Put the Pulse Man people in Smash Ultimate, we'll be fine. You know what? I'll take it. You put Pulse Man in the Smash yeah. Ultimate, I'd be happy. But he doesn't have a sword, so he'll never get in there. Well, hold on now. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say anything because we haven't done a Smash Brothers episode <laughs> yet. Once we do, I will remember your, your comment. <laughs> and so will Snake Plissken. Right. Yeah, well, okay. I don't want to go on a tangent about Smash because we should do an episode right, on yeah. Smash. That'll be a whole thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Have you guys played Pulse Man? <laughs> no, no, I I've not. watched you play it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm doing the series justice. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I was gonna say, which watching you I enjoy, but watching you play that I, I've realized I don't need to play it. I just need to watch you play it. <laughs> it is a tough one. Yeah. Giggity. That's but to right. me, it looked kind of like a, a weird mixture of Sonic the Hedgehog and Vector Man. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Right, that's a sci-fi <laughs> setting, but uh, but more of a Sonic-style movement set. But it's not as fast-paced as Sonic, by far. Very 90s aesthetic. Yeah. All right, GP, what about you? I'm going to try to stay along the lines of how you guys are running the episode, because I've got uh, modern games or modern-ish games that could use a retouch. Then I've got, you know, like we were saying earlier, games that should have another entry, but in the classic style. And then I've got like this third honorable mention where it, we'll get to it. So um, there's two I want to throw out there and then we can talk about whichever one you guys want. Silent Hill is the first one that came to mind. I always enjoyed the Silent Hill games. That whole franchise is dope. If um, my research serves correct, which I was so happy because this is what I thought. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh shit, I was right. Hideo Kojima was supposed to put one out in like 2015 and then it got canceled, and I don't think they've touched that property since. That's the one with uh, Del Toro was involved, right? Right. Norman Reedus yeah. and yeah. Del Toro, yeah. That one would have been probably amazing. It's entirely on Konami that we didn't get that. That sucks. Yeah, so if we just want to, like, flog the dead horse of Konami, <laughs> I guess that's... I'm fine with that. But I, I just think about how they're handling suspense in some of the more modern things that have you know, come out the last couple of years, if they could find a way to incorporate the type of anxiety and approaching jump scares. You know how like in movies when you have jump scares or in video games, it's kind of like walking toward a cliff. You know that the more you continue to go and nothing bad has happened, the shorter amount of time it will be until something happens and it brings on that anxiety. I think if they could bring back Silent Hill in a way that would be respectful to the IP, but modernizing gameplay and graphics or even do like forgive me on this redo the original like silent hill 2 we'll say that in oculus or some vr platform and tell me that's not going to change lives oh god it'd be terrifying <laughs> not for the better but i would you know i've got this oculus and if they would put silent hill on there and i could just fuck around like running away from pyramid head that would be my life i would love it i mean let's just have Kojima revisit the franchise unofficially as like Whisper Valley or some nonsense. You know what? I bet he gets a chance because what was the game he just did? Death Stranding, right? Which yeah, uh, with Norman Reedus. Yeah, which, bizarre to me, yeah. but I think that gave him enough clout as an independent developer uh, in his company to to get him the chance at a horror game. I could totally see it, and like I know, I think he was in talks with Microsoft for a new game. I wouldn't be surprised if something in that vein, because he's got to know. That people were, yeah. were upset when PT got canceled. Here, sorry, now my my wheels are turning. Once <laughs> you said Whisper Valley, I'm like, yes, that has to be the title, but then it has to be colon uncanny. Whisper Valley uncanny. <laughs> Real ones will know why. Yeah. Anyway, um, the other franchise I want to mention that's it, it could have easily been made modernized, but they haven't touched it in I think six years now. Uh, Twisted Metal. And I want okay. to give my wife, Ava Beatrix, a shout out because when I was talking to her about putting together a list for this episode, 
I had mentioned a couple of retro titles, and she goes, well, if it doesn't have to be retro, you should do Twisted Metal, because those games are dope as fuck. Her words, not mine. And I'm like, holy shit, you're exactly right. And then we've, we've had so much great music come out in, in like the kind of metal genres that I think, you know, you could update the soundtrack, update the characters, uh, do all the things that you would want to do, and Twisted Metal would be amazing nowadays. You know what? I think you're kind of right on that with the amount of social media personalities there are out there. I think they could revisit Twisted Metal with an aspect of that into the characters. Yeah. Especially with what? We've got all this uh, reality TV and everything. Like, there's some (laughs) serious aspects they could throw at the franchise to make it even more over the top and still somehow slightly relatable. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Just ridiculous. No, I I don't want to relate to any of it. I want it to be over the top. I want it to be Mad Max, but, you know, in a video game for, you know, I, I I love everything that they used to do, especially the, you know, the first two or three were so great. But can you imagine like the multiplayer battle royale kind of things that you could do oh, with Twisted Metal? Like, <laughs> I, I honest to God, of all the games that I'm going to mention, I hope somebody is listening who can enact change and bring this about because I, I'm I'm jonesing for this game. And I don't think I would have realized that had my wife not been barely listening to me the other night. So, Well, Twisted Metal is Sony, right? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be crazy. And you can just color palette swap, you know, if, if multiple people wanted to be the same people. It'd be great. Yeah, it could it. be interesting. I, I personally haven't gotten into a Twisted Metal since 2. 2 was good. 3 was good. Yeah, but it's it's not worked for me. Something about two really drew uh, drew me back every time. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I I've heard great things about Twisted Metal Black, but honestly, I hadn't taken the time to do anything with my PlayStation Two. But you know, I'm I'm sure if it's <laughs> the same classic gameplay as the originals, just with better graphics, then sure. But I I think, yeah, put it online. Let it be a battle royale. It, it would be amazing. See, now that you say that, I'm thinking, Wolf, you said social media aspect to it. And now I can't get this vision out of my head of Logan Paul, throw him in a clown costume, put him in a car. I'll, <laughs> I'll blow him up. Hell yeah. Take my money. Okay, I feel like, yeah, how, how redundant was the uh, clown costume comment? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no makeup needed. Uh, but yeah, seriously, though, we haven't had a car combat game in a while. I mean, the only one really is is Mario Kart, which is, even that is kind of old now. Yeah, it's like Mario Kart and Rocket League to a degree. Yeah. yeah but Rocket even League. then, only a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's my worry, is if we if we rebooted Twisted Metal, it would just be Rocket League clone, which is not what I'd want. Yeah, no. There was one that, wa- that came out on PC two, three years ago. And it never really found success. It was an indie game. I can't remember the name of it. I just remember seeing it and thinking, oh, this looks like Twisted Metal. But the price tag was kind of high and nobody was willing to pay such a high price for an indie game they'd never heard of. Right. So since there was nobody playing the multiplayer, people complained about the lack of people playing and nobody (laughs) bought it. That's a risk with multiplayer (laughs) online games, though, where it's just... If you don't have that player base, you don't cultivate it, then they die. That's why I always kind of like, even games that are focused on multiplayer, I always like it when there's a single player component or decent AI. Otherwise, it feels like it's not going to last very long. Yeah. And I tell you what, I don't even want royalties. If they ever do this, I don't want them to be like, here, GP, here's a check for you guys. What I want is I want the four of us to be unlockable characters. That's what I want. (laughs) We're not asking for much. Just throw some press B representation in that game. Yes, I want a therapy vehicle and and nothing else. If they did incorporate the social media influencer idea, they could easily just throw various online personalities into the game. Yeah. Sure. That'd be great. Like, you know, a little bit illegal, but still. <laughs> can can you imagine uh seeing a uh, like an Arcus vehicle? It's just a hat to mustache and he's like <laughs> speed running everything and saying hi to everybody in a recliner being a generally pleasant person that'd be awesome yeah, yeah he would be in a recliner and he's speed running everything you can't catch him but he's so fun and pleasant to watch I don't know, okay never mind i don't even want to be in it now i just want arcus that's what i want i mean if ninja can be in fortnite 
let's bring Arcus to this this car combat game. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I uh, hope okay, everybody so is laughing at the exact same visuals in their head that I have. <laughs> Not reaching as far back as okay. uh, the other games. There's the Jack series. Jack and Daxter. Oh, okay. So this started oh, yeah. in 2001. Okay. And Naughty Dog was done with it in 2005. So I didn't realize they pumped them out so quickly, but it was Jack 1, Jack 2, Jack 3, and Jack X combat racing. So 2001, 2003, 2004, 2005. That's it. Like, they pumped them out wow. real quick. Then there was the spinoff, Daxter, for PSP, which played kind of like two, I guess. And there are differences in how they each play a little bit. And it was it it took place just before two, so I guess that makes sense that it would play like two. Mm-hmm. And that was developed by somebody else, not Naughty Dog. So this, you know, the Jack franchise was Naughty Dog until Sony said, "Okay, let's make let's have you make something else." And I know people love their other games, but I want another Jack game, another official one, not the garbage like uh, Lost Frontier that came out in two thousand nine, that was. I like I feel bad calling it garbage because uh, <laughs> that I studio don't. never got to make a whole lot of games. So okay. they didn't get to really realize their potential when they were just like all their games were basically something for another company. Like they did a Ratchet and Clank game. They did um, a couple other things. So it was it was never their own IPs. It was always contract work, but it was not a good game. I enjoyed it because it was Jack and Daxter, but not nearly as much as the Naughty Dog ones. And there was so much potential after Jack 3 to really expand on that universe and that franchise. And then to just get Jack X instead was a total bummer for me. <laughs> so I get confused because, and you know, I know I have a gap in my 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 catalog of retro when it comes to PlayStation 2 and 3 stuff because I, I never owned the systems. But I always get confused, Jack and Daxter, with Ratchet and Clank. Is you think that's why they stopped the franchise? Because Ratchet and Clank kind of became more popular and was doing similar stuff? I guess it's possible. Maybe they felt like it was cannibalizing the same market. Yeah. Because Sony has a hand in Ratchet and Clank too, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think who the developer is, though. I thought it was Naughty Dog. This remember. is how I get a bit confused. Let me see. As I checked my mind palace, Insomniac. Insomniac is the other studio that's mm. rushing Clank. So that's different. Interesting. Because you've been playing Jack and Daxter but, on stream the last little while, I think, right? Yeah, just the first one. But yeah. yeah, it's it's one of my favorite trilogies of all time, as far as game trilogies go. And I mean, that's kind of a weird way to put it, because it's a little bit more than a trilogy, but really the main story, the meat of the storyline for that franchise is Jack 1, 2, and 3. Well, that deep lore from the kart racer. Yeah, well, (laughs) that was the thing that was disappointing about Jack X is it takes place after Jack 3, but Jack 3 had this really epic ending that really opened the world to so many more adventures for Jack and Daxter to have Right. that could have gone anywhere. And then they were like, you know what? Let's keep them right here. Like, they could have gone anywhere and any time, basically, at the end of that. And they were like, no, let's keep them right here. Let's just go a few months later and have them driving cars around shooting each other. <laughs> like, I, and I get, like, technically, that's sort of the logical evolution of the franchise. Jack 1 was mostly platforming with a bit of vehicles. Jack 2 upped the vehicles a bit. Jack 3 went heavy on the vehicles and then Jack 4 or Jack X all vehicle combat like it was just racing and blowing people up yeah it's wild I gotta give these games a shot though I do want to check them out because there's such a, a wide number of games I missed out on and that feels like one of the one of the big franchises from that generation and you're right it is odd that they haven't gone back to it yeah, I think I got into the franchise in 2005, shortly before they released Jack X. And I started playing through Jack. Um, I had 
So I bought Jack 3 for 20 bucks at a Walmart. And then I brought it home. And I was like, oh, wait, my brother has Jack 1. So I'll play that first. I played through that. And I ended up beating it at like midnight. And this was the time in my life where I wasn't going to bed till 3 or 4 in the morning. And I was like, shit, I'm not tired. I want to keep playing. But I don't want to skip 2. So I ran down to Walmart again. Because <laughs> it was 24 hours, bought two, took it home, popped it in, and kept playing. Okay. Why would you buy the third game, though, if you hadn't played the first two? I don't know. I was just looking for something different at the time. Yeah. So I bought three, thinking it looked pretty cool. And then when I got it home, I thought about it and I was like, oh, I'll play the first one first, see how that one is. And if I like it, I'll just run through the whole series instead of skipping straight to three. And I'm so glad I didn't skip straight to three. I would have been lost on some things. And there's definitely some story aspects in the first one that when you play through the trilogy initially, if you're not paying attention, it feels like they retcon some things to change the story for the the ultimate ending of three. Right. Going back and playing through the first one, I don't think they did. I think they had that planned out to be how that part of the story ends for like those parts of the story end for the characters. See, that's the kind of stuff and I love. And it's pretty wild yeah. to see how much planning they put into this as a series and then left it on the table. <laughs> yeah, like I always like it when you can tell that they've, they developed like a lore in a universe, like an arc that's, that they planned over several things if they had the opportunity to make it. Like Babylon 5, like the TV show. Anything that's, it's like the Babylon 5 effect where season one to the very last season it loops it all together and you kind of go back to stuff that was in the first couple seasons and they bring it back at the ending. And I always love that in games too, where it's like cohesive. I, I don't really like it when, like the Zelda, I like Zelda, don't get me wrong, but I always didn't like how there's no really story between the different Zelda games. It's always their own thing. It's always like, feels like a, a soft reboot of Link and Zelda every single time. I always liked it more yeah. than as an epic story to a franchise. I agree with that entirely. The Zelda games are great in what they do, but they're not super great at setting a multi-game narrative. Yeah, exactly. That's actually Zelda is on my list. Uh, I know they're still pumping out new things with Breath of the Wild and then Breath of the Wild 2 coming out, but under that, that category of I would love for them to do a new game with classic style that's what i would love i would love to have another zelda game and they can take their pick you know give it the same uh look and ratio or aspect ratio and playability as zelda one or to the adventure of link i don't care which but give me another one of those classic type adventures that will take several hours to get through the first time but you can go back and as you learn it you know, it gets a little faster and there's some replayability and all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I, of all the classic franchises that are still relevant today, that's the one I would want them to go back and do a retro version of a game. You know what? Talking about that, there are actually two things I want from Zelda. One is Four Swords Adventures. Bring yep. that back. Especially, like, for the Switch. Don't, like... I never got into Triforce Heroes, it looked pretty cool, but it was, first off, it, it, it had phantom hourglass syndrome for me, where the characters are, like, the world is just so different from the usual Zelda game, where I was uninterested. Yeah. And, I mean, it deals in fashion, of all things. Like, that's the villain. What? But... <laughs> Uh, it was also only three players, and it played, from what I could tell, a bit differently from Four Swords, whereas Four Swords felt like a multiplayer link to the past, which is awesome. And I loved Four Swords back in the day. I want them to bring it back for Switch. Even if it's only one player per console, I don't care. Bring it back for Switch. Let people sync up online, play it together, and have their own little adventure with the others. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. They did it with, uh, Square did it with Crystal Chronicles. Nintendo can do it with Four Swords. Sure. <laughs> um, the other thing I want is, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but the tech demo for Breath of the Wild was done looking like Zelda 1. I heard that, yeah. <laughs> Which is wild. Oh, I wish no. they could see that. 
I you, there's video of it. You can see it. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Um, remind me when this episode drops, and I'll 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 drop it in the Discord for everybody to check out. Yeah, I'll put it but, in the show notes. Uh, that game looks super cool the way that was, and I would love to see just a big, massive open world Zelda one looking game. <laughs> <laughs> with all these different things like that. He was chopping trees and making a raft and cruising across little rivers and it was cool. I want to play that game. I'm surprised it doesn't exist now as a, a mod or ROM hack because the Zelda fan community is massive with hacks, mm -hmm. right? Like there's a, a bunch for Link to the Past that are huge, but is there any that quite like that open Breath of the Wild style? Somebody was actively working on fleshing out what they saw of that game as a PC game. Okay. And after a few months, Nintendo caught wind and shut it down. As they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so goons. Hard if goons. you go looking, cause it's, it was on the internet. I'm sure you can still find it, but it's, it's, as I understand a pretty incomplete experience still. Yeah. But you can technically kind of go play what they were going for if you go looking. And I, I, I've i been meaning to do that myself. I would love to check it out. But the game looks super fun. Yeah, you know, like another Zelda game is why I end up supporting or buying Link's Awakening port on the Switch. Just because I, I like that style of Zelda so much. And I wish Nintendo would do more. Like They already have the engine that they recreate on the Switch for Link's Awakening. Why not bring... Oracle of Seasons and Ages or a brand new adventure using the engine. They're never going to because Nintendo doesn't do anything fans want. <laughs> but I'd love to yeah. see it. Right. I'm a little curious. Do either of you have a sort of wild card out there game that you wanted to see retouched? I have two. I have one as well. Yeah. You go first. Okay. Well, I'm torn because one actually had a sequel. <laughs> All right, we'll do the one that doesn't. Uh, Freedom Force, which I don't know if anybody remembers anymore, but it's a, a two-game franchise. came out in 2002, 2005 uh, by Irrational Games, the basically the System Shock, Bioshock people. Everybody knows them. And unfortunately, that studio is kind of, I don't think they've shut down, but they've been acquired and renamed several times. So they're they're effectively not around anymore. But uh, they made Freedom Force, published by Sierra back in the day. And it's a superhero RPG. But rather than, you know, going the easy route, I would say, of like Marvel or DC characters, they made their own mythos, comic book, you know, heroes. And they went for, is it the Silver Age? Which is that, uh, is the Jack Kirby area of superheroes where they're, they're cheesy, but they're pretty iconic. Um, just, I want to read out some of the names of the characters because they are pretty funny. Uh, El Diablo. Deja Vu, Bullet, where's one? Minuteman is the main hero. So he's the Captain America okay. analog, right? I and was going to say, he looks kind of like, you know, old school yeah. 1776 Patriot kind of deal. His sidekick is Liberty Lad, <laughs> <laughs> right? And instead of Iron Man, they have Manbot. But Man it's bot. great because when you actually play these games, whenever you get a new character, they do the, the secret origins of that character and it's all done in the comic book style. And it's, very cheesy, very Silver Age comics, and I love the style they had going for it. Um, just fantastic games, like the bad guy, Nuclear Winter, the cheesy accents and everything. I love it. And the gameplay was pretty fun, right? Um, it's not the greatest RPG, I guess, but for its time, it was definitely fun, and it was a PC game, right? So it was really good. It had a good tactical element to it. It also had a really strong mod comedy, uh, comedy community for quite a while where people would create new characters, new textures and skins, and, and you can bring it all in. Uh, you can customize powers that the heroes had. Like, there's a lot of fun in these two games. And they're practically dead, right? After 2005, nothing. Uh, there was a, a fan mod, uh, Freedom, fan, uh, Freedom Force X, which I don't think it ever got finished, uh, which is unfortunate. But it's a really fantastic game. The idea of, like, a, a, a superhero RPG is really great. The closest we get to it today is... What's the Marvel series? There's the uh, Marvel... Oh, I can't remember it now. I feel oh, bad. Oh, uh, Ultimate Alliance? Yes. So, like, there is a, there's that style game. Feels similar to Freedom Force, but Freedom Force more tactical, more like a, an RPG. 
uh, like a real-time RPG, mm. whereas Ultimate Alliance is more Diablo-ish, I guess. Although it's still yeah. good. DC had done uh, an MMO kind of stylistic RPG sort of thing. I I didn't play it, so I don't I can't speak to it too much. But it was I would say that was like four or five years ago. I could be misspeaking here. Does anybody do you guys remember that for DC? Yeah, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I'll have to look it up and post something in Discord if I can find it. But there was also around the same time that Freedom Force came out. There's a PlayStation Two game called. Um, DC, I think it was just DC Heroes, and you could be, you know, any of the main kind of DC people, and then there were multiple levels that you would have to kind of, you know, work your way through. It, it wasn't platforming because it was also kind of this top-down view, but it had RPG elements and, and different unlockable suits, and you could upgrade in different ways. So I wonder if okay. maybe that's in a similar vein, but I, I got to say, as much as you all know I'm a DC fanboy, I always appreciate it whenever we get Things that are clearly inspired by, but are not yet direct ripoffs of DC and Marvel properties. And it sounds <laughs> yeah. like Freedom Force is kind of that way. And as I'm looking at Freedom Force, for anybody who's into American football, forgive me. If they ever made a, a movie out of this, they would have to cast Tom Brady as the uh, the lead guy. Because I could just see him in that old <laughs> Patriots outfit looking thing. <laughs> Don't kill me, Tampa Bay. You guys are fine. I'm just saying, like, that would be that would be the ultimate you know, uh, not of the cap, I suppose. But that that's awesome. I, I, yeah, I didn't really know anything about Freedom Force, but as I'm looking at it, uh, this this seems pretty dope. Yeah, that seems kind of fun. It it's it definitely seems like it has a sense of humor about itself mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Like looking at the characters, it feels very the Tick to me. Yeah, you know exactly like <laughs> oh, that, yeah. right? Because the Tick itself is like an independent <laughs> comic, right? Mm-hmm. So GP's right. If but it's not mainstream Marvel DC, it's neat to see other people create their own universes of comic book heroes and how they do it. And the Tick is a good example of that cheesy. It's fun. This feels a lot like that. Yeah. But there's always like the obligatory um, emulation of the original. You know, like there's you know Ultra. Well, not Ultraman. Like we just there's that animated show Invincible. That just came out with, you know, Omni-Man. And then there's a, a Netflix series that's got Josh Duhamel, or however you say his name. Um, yeah, that's Jupiter's Legacy. Jupiter, West yeah. And I just watched through that. Okay, so yeah, we started it. We only made it about 40 minutes in. Not because we didn't like it, but because we had to get the kids ready for bed. So you, you always kind of have these I, I, these analogous characters, which I growing up, I used to be like, it's just Superman. Just say it's a ripoff. It's fine. <laughs> But now I'm kind of like that's all. It's another take, whatever. I I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that whole thing. I used to hate it, but I feel like if I were to go back and look at Freedom Force, if I'd played it when it first came out, I'd be like, it's just a cheap knockoff of DC. But if I were to play it now, I bet I would enjoy it. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we we sort of appreciate new attempts at what's been done in trying to do it in a different way almost you know what i mean sure at least i do as i get older yeah it's it's like uh people were upset people always get upset at movies that don't tell the same story as an anime has told for years right Mm -hmm. or their manga or whatever and then it's like but it's a movie you know the story the other way why not try something a little different and roll with it like, why are you guys upset that they're telling a different story with the same characters? You've seen the story before. Let them surprise you. Let them change things up. Why do you want to pay more money to do the same thing? <laughs> okay, well, right away, I, I've got to say, uh, the exception that disproves that rule uh, is is Dragon Ball. They did that live-action dog turd instead of, like, anything from the anime that would have been awesome to see in real life. I don't know. You know what? I I I've seen that movie and I'll grant it's a bad movie. But <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's not a bad movie just because they decided to do something different. It's a bad movie because they made a train wreck. Like okay. That's fair. <laughs> they could there are, there are probably ways they could have done the Dragon Ball movie without telling the exact same story as the the manga or anime and still been good. 
Like, look at the the Marvel movies. They're pulling from all sorts of different eras and sometimes bringing out new stuff of their own. So mm-hmm. people are constantly like, oh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? You know, there's an excitement about it there because they don't know if it's new or retreading or mixing. And sure. that's because Marvel's been doing it for so long, they can get away with it. But then other things, people get upset about it. Doesn't make sense to me. Well, Marvel's been taking risks, right? Which has been yeah. the fascinating thing where 10 years ago, I don't think they would have brought out Guardians of the Galaxy, right? It's just too out there for fans. But they kind of mm-hmm. built up trust with Iron Man and the Thor, where they did such a good job with those heroes. Then they can do something crazy, like maybe Eternals or Shang-Chi. Like, I, if you had told me they were going to do, like, uh, even Doctor Strange, I would have said, you're crazy. That's never going to work. But they totally did, right? Uh, Benedict that, Cumberbund. That one's my wife's there. favorite. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good. So, like, you know, at some point you hope the games can feel free to take that risk on things. And this kind of, we've mentioned a few now titles that are from 2002, 2005. There's definitely that era of video games where companies were taking more risks with new IPs. And then PS2 era ended to PS3, PS4. It's a lot of sequels, a lot of retreading, right? The safe bets to make money, Mm -hmm. I feel. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and I, I don't think, I think the reason they had to do that instead of remakes, if you look at PlayStation 2, there's also a lot of remakes because the graphical leap from PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 2 was so tremendous that to, in PlayStation 2, it, it was kind of the idea of like Final Fantasy 7, where immediately, as soon as there's a next gen, they said, we need to remake a Final Fantasy 7 to make it look better because the game was awesome. And, I mean, they did that with so many different IPs. But by the time you get to PlayStation 3 from the PS2, the graphical leap is still there, but not as severe as the PS1 to PS2. So right. they're like, well, let's just do a sequel so we can keep these IPs fresh, looking good, without, you know, having to just remake, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid again. Yeah, that's true. Like, PS2... I feel like the graphical difference from when PS2 came out to when PS2 ended was probably one of the biggest leaps Mm -hmm. in a hardware generation we've seen. Because, well, look at some of those early PS2 games. They they basically look like pretty PS1 games. And then you look at the end of the PS2, uh, like even games like Silent Hill 3, Mm -hmm. it looks so much better than the early PS2 games, you wouldn't think it's the same platform. Okay, well, I'm going to say a couple things here. I I don't disagree with you, but I don't know if it's the biggest case in point. Look at where the NES started off with, well, it's not the exact beginning, but let's say Super Mario Brothers. Look where it ended with Super Mario Brothers 3, just in that one franchise. Look at, you know, Little Sam's and look at... uh, the 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 what they figured out they could do with the NES was staggering, but to your point about from console to console, I kind of have to say going from like Super Nintendo to the sixty four, right? Like to me, I mean, because Mario one came or Mario sixty four came out. Yes, it wasn't as fine tuned as a lot of the other sixty four games. Not that they were all that way. A lot of those games were ugly as sin. But I, what a tremendous jump that was to go from two D to three D, right? Yeah, and that's that's hard to compare, which is why I was doing the console specifically. Yeah. Because, like, the beginning of PS3 to the end of the PS3, not that big a deal. Right. Beginning they, they of PS4 to the end of PS4, I mean, at a point, you're just adding pixels instead of really improving mm-hmm. a ton of stuff. You're adding pixels and getting into the nuances of graphics instead of, you know, the the big heavy lifting of graphics that we've seen change over the years, that's kind of peaked a little bit. Well, let's let's put this to our, our people following us on Discord. Anybody who's listening who's also on our Discord, what do you think is the biggest leap in single console refining? The NES, the 64, which uh, let's go ahead and throw that out there. It's not going to be the 64. If anything, they kind of step backwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the PS2, like what? Just within the same system from beginning to end, during its shelf life, what what was the biggest imp- uh, improvement graphically? That's a, that's an interesting interesting question, but I want to hear what everybody thinks. Like I yeah, know the same. PS2, especially when it first came out, the big complaint was it was hard to create games for 
that the architecture was very hard to make games for. So it took, mm. I think, some studios several years to get a handle on the tools and the, and the, the flow to make good solid titles and take advantage of the that entire system sense. hardware. Sure. And it also was a long generation. Wasn't the PS2 like one of the longer console generations? I think so. It came out in 2001 and went on until 2009, something like that. Yeah, so that's uh, quite a quite a leap. But I mean, those ages are past now because the Xbox One and PS4 for their runs, they were also quite long runs. But I don't feel there was any major difference between early games versus later gen games. It's, it all feels like lock and step with what the PC was doing through the generation. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of, we don't we don't necessarily see that anymore, right? Because GP's right with the Nintendo. Looking at Mario Brothers 1 or like Balloon, uh, Balloon Fight, which I love, and then the graphic style of that versus something like Kirby's Adventure late gen, like the the, the game the the performance they eke out of that machine is is quite uncanny. Well, yeah, and let, oh, yeah. let me state it this way, and then I'll use this to transition into one of my kind of fringe old series that I would like to see a newer version of. Like like Jacob said, look at Super Mario Brothers, the original one, and then look at Metal Storm. They don't look or sound or feel like they're on the same console. With smoothness, with with color palettes, with sound quality, uh, you know, OST, it, it's such a tremendous leap. Uh, sort of that that point. I would love there to be a newer or a revitalization of Metal Storm. If you haven't played it for the NES, play it now. If you've watched me play it, I hope you enjoyed it. But just know that that game was dope as shit thirty years ago. And if they were to do that on a current console. I mean, mech suits are just as vital and relevant in nerd culture as they've ever been. Uh, put that, put that in a in a <laughs> gravity-defying or reversing. Uh, you could even do it first person if you think you could stomach it. But, oh no, uh, no, don't do that. Put it, give it to, give it to <laughs> I'm me. I'm starting to vomit just thinking about it. <laughs> Reverse gravity. Whoop, oh, right, there goes my stomach. Right. So uh, you know that that is probably one property I would love to see the most. Yeah. Uh, brought into the current era, but that's kind of my fringe one also because not everybody knows about Metal Storm. Okay, well, my yeah, uh, I've seen you play that one. I think that would be an interesting one to to revisit for sure. Um, my out there, who the hell ever played this game, is Seaman. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that one more time, please. I don't think I heard you correctly. I think you did. Come again? <laughs> Come to press me to cancel for all your juvenile humor needs. <laughs> Look, that's all we have are dick and fart jokes, guys. Seaman was this weird digital pet game where you literally grow, like, you have a, an aquarium where you're growing a fish. <laughs> With a, a man's face, and it, it begins to have conversations with you over time. We got a snort. Was, this, that you, was that you, Jake? Yeah. Oh, thank you. And it's I know it's super ridiculous and creepy as hell, but the, the Seaman, like, he maintains certain memories of things you say, so he, he's... They they sort of make it to where he's getting to know you mm-hmm. and understand you and tries to have conversations with you and he's got it's got a lot of keywords that trigger things to where he'll start other conversations with you based on things you say because the game comes with a microphone. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and every time you play, because you you know they expect you to play daily or at least every two days or something, you know, to keep because you have to go back and take care of it otherwise it'll die, go belly up, and you have to start over. Mm. Um, just like but life. Leonard Nimoy does a recap every time you fire up the game. <laughs> yes, now I'm in. I so was... Leonard Nimoy narrated this game as a like this is what happened last time kind of deal, right? With your seaman and where you're at with him now. And it like I thought that was great. And then they made a sequel that was like only in Japan. For the PS2, because the original was Dreamcast. Wait, it, it had was a later sequel? released on re-released on the PS2, but uh in Japan only it got C Man 2. 
Oh, I didn't know that existed. Yeah, but it it never came to the West. And I, I think it was just one of those games that was probably, especially at the time, just too weird for this market. But I want to see that franchise revisited. Sure. I think Sega could do something amazing with that. And this is another example of Sega really going out on a limb with their stuff. <laughs> if you look at the number of video game experiences now that are based on responsibility or like chore simulation, I forgive me for saying it that way, Animal Crossing and those kind of things. I could, yeah, I mean, even Tamagotchi had a revitalization for a minute uh, the past couple yeah. of years. I could definitely see there being a long line of thirsty fans just waiting for Seaman. Well, okay, it so... It could be explosive, if you think <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. Stepping around these these dirty jokes you guys are making <laughs> without stepping in anything. Wait, what? <laughs> How dare you? Dirty jokes. Okay. It, it, the game actually had, and this is going to sound ridiculous, it had some deep lore. <laughs> like, Seaman has a history in, yeah. this, in this game world okay. that is thousands of years old. Oh, wow. And there was supposed to be a companion franchise uh, with a woman oh, God. who is more <laughs> along the lines of a bird. Hmm. Because they were... <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil much, but I don't think people are really going to play this. <laughs> so it's kind of hard not to. But essentially, he is a soul trapped in a human soul trapped in a fish body. Yeah. Been there. And you have to help him grow. And he's supposed to end up eventually meeting up with his, his soulmate, which is this woman who was turned into a bird. Like that's the overarching story that was, that was intended for this franchise, Mm. Mm. but it never got that far. You hate that. I just yeah <laughs> yeah when it comes to early it's never good i god dang it dude <laughs> i didn't think there was that much story to that game i didn't know it had a sequel i'm actually shocked that it got a sequel it's neat the virtual pet genre of games there's elements of of you know looking after and caring for pets in other games pokemon does a lot a lot of that in some games it'd be neat to see them do another version of this or similar idea for the switch or mobile. Cause that's where I think it would be benef- yeah. beneficial. Like yeah. I would never play Seaman because like spin up the console to spend 20 minutes playing with your virtual pet doesn't really appeal to me, but mobile handheld. Oh yeah. There's definitely a market for it. Well, yeah. If you, oh, if you can that's get, that's an interesting thought. This is definitely one of those where if they put it on, on mobile, I'd, I'd be into it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would have a hard time like firing up the console but put Seaman on the phone, and uh, I, I think that would be a big hit. Absolutely. bit messy, but I think it'd be good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't you know. William Shatner the, to narrate, and the, then you're in business. The whole plot sounds kind of sticky. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, yeah. If you can make it multidimensional, you know, not so straight ahead, you know, more than just a single cell, uh, I think it would be, it'd be, you know, good. Well, you know what, Sega... Got to clean up this mess and bring a semen. Yeah. It'll go everywhere. Yeah. 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 This but you know what? When we're saying companies that take risks, Sega is all about risks, right? Like Yakuza Like a Dragon is the most <laughs> bonkers game I've played in a while. And uh, I can see that with semen. Oh, it sounds like like semen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This oh. opens up so many more opportunities for jokes. <laughs> Oh well, shit! Now I feel bad. That is dirty. Sorry, Wolf. <laughs> I here I am trying to have like a real conversation with you fools, and yeah. uh, uh-huh. y'all are just making sperm jokes. That's cool. I pride ourselves I knew on that, a family-friendly I, I podcast. I knew where this was you know. gonna go as soon as I put it on my list, <laughs> but the game was worth mentioning. Well, once I realized, damn it, I, it was a spit take. I mean, it was hard to swallow. But uh, I gotta <laughs> tell you, <laughs> damn it. Whenever you do the artwork for this episode, can you just put all of our faces on fish bodies? <laughs> yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank I got you. it. Press C to man. Okay. <laughs> I have a couple of questions real quick for you guys. I, I know we're kind of running along, but I, I, 
I've got a couple of things I wanted to mention, and we don't have to dive into it, but if you could just give me a yes or no as to whether you think these would be worth updating. Um, I know earlier you had mentioned Ninja Gaiden had some newer generational games, but they didn't play quite like the old ones. What about doing right. that same thing with Bionic Commando? Because I know that that got updated for, I think, the PS2 or PS3. But I, I don't what? Think it, yeah. No. Yes. But I, I really? yeah, there was a Bionic Commando, I believe, on the PS2. But if you could Man, give it a I similar really feel, it. I I think it was. I think it'd be so much fun, and that you could even do like a Metroid Prime first-person shooter sort of thing with the Bionic arm. You know, your cannon. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I didn't realize I got a modern upgrade. That's yeah. that's awesome. Two thousand nine. Yeah, sounds right. And then the other one, um, there was. This is a bit more obscure. This is a deep cut. For the, for the Genesis, there was a series of Mutant League sports games. Mutant League yeah. Hockey, Mutant League Football um, were the two I remember. And zombies and, and that kind of shit is still very relevant nowadays. And people enjoy their sports games. We, we've talked about, you know, during my top five, like typically if I'm going to play a sports game, it has to have some sort of weird bend or niche to it. And I think um, if I was going to make the transition to sports ball games on newer generation stuff... Give me an updated Mutant League hockey or Mutant League football, and I would be all about it. What do you guys think? I would love to see that, but I don't see Electronic Arts spending resources on that when they've already got all the other major sports franchises. Sure. Like, maybe it's dead because it deserved to just be a one-off thing? No, so I like the idea. Okay. I think that would be a great thing to revisit with modern tech. (laughs) <laughs> go back to like turn their game tweak it make it into a mutant league game with you know whatever the newest football the madden or whatever right? oh that would be like tweak the engine yeah turn it into mutant league and you know make it to where you can attack each other and things like that yeah. that would be awesome make it a dlc make it a mode yeah or yeah. like an unlockable after you do certain things now you've unlocked mutant league that would be really cool I can dig Because, like, Call of Duty has a zombies mode, which right. people actually quite like. And I'm thinking Madden and or in all the EA's games, EA sports games, the big joke for the last football game was the physics was kind of janky. Mm-hmm. So you take those janky physics and you add some destructible limbs to the to the factor, add in some zombie skins, and that way if the quarterback gets tackled and, he, and ragdolls weird and the leg flies off, you got a bestseller. <laughs> yes. I could totally see them making that jank into a mode that'd be hilarious. That's what they should do with any game that comes out that has that criticism of, like, janky physics. All right, we're going to keep that same engine, but we're going to make it a zombie theme. And <laughs> nobody will complain anymore. That's brilliant. Yeah. See, that bums me out because EA of old mm-hmm. absolutely would be like, yeah, let's do it. You know, Trip Hawkins, if he heard this idea and he had the just all the force of the company behind him, he'd be like, we're doing this. Mm. <laughs> No. Nowadays, it's a yearly franchise. They don't want it. Yeah. Uh, we will likely never see it, which is a sad story. I think we had some brilliant ideas today, guys. Well, before we go, there was one franchise I was going to put on my list. Uh, Ninja Kid, or Ninja Kun, I guess, in Japan. The one I remember playing the most in arcades was called Rad Action over here. We never got the first one in America, in Canada. But it's called uh, the Ninja Kun series. It's a really delightful platforming game your little ninja infinite shurikens jumpy physics bopping off enemies stunning them it's hilarious and fun to play and i got some uh, famicom ports and i always wanted to play another one i thought it was a character they could bring back when i was doing research they did <laughs> i didn't realize <laughs> cool. i know there was a super nintendo version of it super ninja kid that was looked terrible but there was a port in 1999 on the wonder swan which i didn't even know of and there's also a, a Game Boy game where the company took the characters and did a Link's Awakening Legend of Zelda style game, mm. but with Ninja Kid. So it's one of the ones where I didn't put Wait, my list because they actually uh, have a franchise. <laughs> is that Little Ninja Brothers? No, it's... um. So that's the problem. That's why it never got called Ninja Kid over here in North America because there's already another game called Ninja Kid. It is this one. Let me show you a picture in Discord. And I can't, but I'll give you a link. <laughs> but uh, for those who are listening, you're a little tiny red and white ninja. Uh, and there's little voice samples. I have no idea what he's saying. But it's it's very cute. 
very very Japanese folklore inspired enemies like Alanis and the big red things. Mm. It's just it's just a great fun platformer. It's it's very tight controls too, and like for an old arcade game, there's wall jumping, there's climbing a bit, there's you know the bopping off the heads. Like, there's more to the gameplay than most other arcade games had at the time, and I always want to see another game with that kind of level of control. Ninja Taro was the spinoff, yeah. Yeah, you reminded me with that of one that I wanted to put on my list and completely forgot about, and it was Little Ninja Brothers. I don't know if you guys, the more the the more common one that people probably played was the game Kung Fu. Yeah, I love Kung Fu. Yeah, I played that. NES. Or no, not Kung Fu. Uh, Kung Fu Heroes. Sorry, Kung Fu Heroes was the one that was overhead kind right. of bird's eye view. Gotcha. And was two player and you could jump around just on this little map and it was kill everything until the boss shows up and then kill that and you go on to the next level. Mm. Little Ninja Brothers took that and instead of making it, you know, a, just a constant arena battler, it became an RPG with a ridiculous, silly story and a whole world to explore. <laughs> and then that's what the combat was. When you got into a battle, that's how it played was like, Oh, okay, I'm looking at the pictures of Little Ninja Brothers. I have played. I played the, I guess the original one where it's just the, the battling, but an RPG with this as battles would be really cool. It was. It was a lot of fun. I had. I really missed that game, and I would love them to bring that back. I feel like that one didn't get enough love. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like we're in a market now where a lot of the older games are are being brought back in limited packages and whatnot. So, right, like the Kunio-Ku series got back, or Kunio-Ku and whatever got brought back, and there's been some spinoffs, River City Girls. So there, there's a market for taking these old classics and kind of revamping them, uh, but there's there's so much untapped I wish they'd go back to. Apparently, there's a whole series of these games. <laughs> Is there really? Yeah, all the way up until 2004, it looks like. Wow. Oh, wow. That's Starting that's with Kung Fu Heroes in 1984... It had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 13 <laughs> <What>? games. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a franchise. That's like Dynasty Warriors <laughs> set up. Seriously. Um, one honorable mention I wanted to throw out there before we're done is Legacy of the Wizard. And I know there are a lot of people out there who enjoy Legacy of the Wizard for the NES. I think a lot of them might not realize that it is part of a larger franchise oh. that was called Dragon Slayer. So Legacy of the Wizard in Japan was called Dragon Slayer 4. So it was the fourth game in the franchise already. Eventually, it led on to, I want to say, 5 and 7. Dragon Slayer 5 and 7 were called uh, Legend of Heroes. Like, that's what that was their subtitles. So Legend of Heroes and Legend of Heroes 2, which... If you have been paying attention to RPGs the last few years, you'll recognize sounds similar to Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, Trails in the Sky. Those are actually spinoffs of the Dragon Slayer franchise. Who makes those games? So Trails of Cold Steel and Trails in the Sky come from Legacy of the Wizard and before, you know. (laughs) What company makes those? Um... Nihon Falcon? Nihon Falcon. Oh, okay. Same company as East. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another series that's been kind of going on for a long time. Yeah. I'll check that out. All right. Was there anything else you guys wanted to just throw in there real quick rapid fire? Or are we... Well, I have one. Good to wrap uh, this one up, you think? I just got, recently got a, a remaster, which is Mass Effect, and I, I really wish they'd make a fourth game for that franchise. Wasn't that Andromeda? But no, no. They they never made a fourth Mass Effect game. They really should have. It, it could have been really great. <laughs> what was Mass Effect Andromeda? No, I, I'd never heard of that one before. <laughs> GP just just lost him. <laughs> this, uh, I'm, I'm, this is too modern for you. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing research on Freedom Force. Leave me be. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're looking at semen. It's okay. <laughs> No, I just saying Mass Effect is one where it's a franchise that I love the trilogy and it's it's one I always want another game for. And then we got Andromeda and it's kind of like, well, I wish I didn't ask for one. <laughs> it 
was not very good. <laughs> so, but yeah, I was just kidding. All right. Well, I, unless GP has one rapid fire for his end, I think we're good to call that, it. I, that's my whole list. We've, we've covered them all. All righty. Capcom and Mega Man X. Come oh, on, wait. Guys. No, we, we did say at the anyway. top of the episode we were going to do anyway. <laughs> Mega Man 9 and 10 were so great when they did the D-make. And then they came out with 11, which I haven't played, but I've watched people play. And it looks fun and it looks cool. But can we go yeah. back to making like the, the classic Mega Man feeling, please? Thank you. That's all. Or even with the, the X series. <laughs> X has grown and done so many other things. Give me, give me Mega Man X 19 or whatever with uh, the, the original graphics. Thank you. GP, go play. Uh, it's in early access, but go play 30XX. Okay. That game is fantastic, and it feels very similar to Mega Man X, mm-hmm. but it's a roguelike. Oh, okay. um, it's it's great package for, for early, only in early access. The It's a sequel to 20XX, which is also quite good, but 30XX is what you want. Go, go try it. I'm on it. That's that's all. All right. I think that'll do it for this episode. So uh, let's tell the people where we can be found. Jake? Yeah, I'm Sick Jake. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter. And GP? Um, yeah, Guy Prime from the Retro Therapy. Uh, we'll be returning to Twitch hopefully soon. Otherwise, you can find me here on Press B to Cancel. And I am Werewolf, W-A-R-E-W-U-L-F-F. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter or search Google and tell it you meant it. Are we professional this week? Do we know our Discord link? <laughs> uh, hold on there. I'm just I thinking I'm reaching the back of my mind palace here. <laughs> yeah, Discord link is bit.ly slash press b to cancel. Patreon is... And our Patreon. Patreon.com slash press b to cancel. And then Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all are under press b to cancel. And hey, if you really want to support the show, you can always buy a t-shirt. Pressbeatacancel.threadless.com. They're so good. And hopefully by the time this comes out, there will be a new design up there with a mug. Yes, I need a mug. The mug is on the (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt? I guess if I did a double dragon thing. But no, I was going to say... Do we need need a new double dragon? (laughs) No, we'll we'll talk about that some other time. Yeah. No, they've been making making double dragons. They've just been bad. Right. Well, that'll be the one I need a new version of the classic Double Dragons. Give me a new. Yes, for the Master System. Yeah. Mm. I love you guys. (laughs) All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Baby, come back. (laughs) You can blame it all on me. I was wrong. You can blame it all on Konami. Special thanks for music go to Arthur the Last Ancient on Spotify or The Last Ancient on Bandcamp. For more episodes, please visit our website at pressbtocancel.com. And also, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe, and check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Patreon. As always, thank you. This has been Press B to Cancel. Thank you.